0: We are going to be talking the Monday night football matchup here. The Chicago Bears hosting the Minnesota Vikings. This is a 44.5 point over under. You got Minnesota favored by two and a half here. here. Not a lot of points are probably going to be scored in this game, but it should be a close divisional battle. If you're new to the channel, please hit like and subscribe here so we can continue to give you daily content here on YouTube and you can join Whisper Nation as we try to get you down in the playoff stretch. So, I mean, this is going to be a tight divisional battle, maybe an ugly one. But we've got on the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, who has just scorched earth through the last two weeks, um, leading this offense. And and it kind of has downgraded maybe some of the other, you know, through-the-air options. Uh, When you look at Kirk Cousins, the Chicago Bears, not a great matchup at all.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a tough matchup to say the least. Um, They're the uh, 10th best ranked passing defense per PFF. And, uh, you know, they've been playing like it. So I I don't like this matchup for Kirk Cousins, uh, especially when you look at the O-line, you know, 27th in pass blocking, whereas Chicago has a sixth best pass rush. They're allowing the third fewest fancy points of quarterbacks, 15.6 per game. Uh, And Kirk Cousins, you know, he's been playing okay. He's been really spotty really inconsistent because uh, if you look like he has a 69.5% adjusted completion percentage under pressure, which is 13th, like middle of the pack. But then from a clean pocket, he's tied He's tied for second in terms of most interceptions thrown uh, with no pressure. And he's tied with Phillip Rivers with seven. And only Carson Wentz has more with eight. So that just tells you that like, you know, Kirk Cousins has not been seeing the field as good as he was last year, even though he does have really good options and Justin Jefferson, you know, budding rookie star and uh Adam Thielen and, you know, Irv Smith even developing. Um, I don't like this matchup for Kirk. I'm he's not he's out of the streaming conversation for me this week, but I would give him a look down the line. I mean, he has Carolina, Jacksonville, Dallas coming up, so he could he could bounce back.
0: How are you feeling then in this particular matchup for those pass catchers? You mentioned, uh, they are, you know, he's got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, even Irv Smith, but this is a really tough, uh, secondary, really tough defense all the way around for Chicago.
1: Yeah. I mean, credit to them, you know, they, they've done really, really well. I think their defense is really what's been carrying them, uh, this entire year. Um, And we'll see if that can continue, right? Like Chicago's allowing the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, 22 per game overall. Uh, Especially, you know, Kyle Fuller on the outside. Like if Adam Thielen's seeing him on the outside, usually, this game, like Kyle Fuller's been allowing 48.1% catch rate, just 9.8 yards per reception. He's allowed just one touchdown through nine games, and that came in week four against Indy. Um, So I don't like Adam Thielen if he's lined up outside, but if they move him to the slot, I think he could have a day against Buster screen. So, uh, keep a lookout for that. You know, like that's really matchup dependent. Um, I do like Adam still as a wide receiver too, like you're playing him, you're not benching him. Uh, I know he's been letting you down, but you kind of have to start him, uh, especially with the landscape right now.
0: Yeah. It's not like a situation with Cooper, at least who doesn't really have a quarterback you can, right. you know, peg, at least cousins has it, you know, he has it in him to turn it up at any point in the game and get you those points. What about Justin Jefferson though? Uh, has had a couple down weeks. I think, you know, what I've been seeing is maybe, maybe this isn't there. Maybe you can kind of shed light to this with Dalvin cook getting more and more work. It seems like these pass catchers have kind of diminished their volume and their value here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't really dove into, I guess the trend over the last two weeks, as far as like the routes run by the receivers versus Dalvin cooks production, but I'm sure there's definitely something there. Um, just because you know that they're ahead and they're playing ahead, like they don't need the receivers to run as many routes as they would normally would. But uh, I think Justin Jefferson has an interesting matchup this week against Jalen Johnson. You know, it's going to be a battle of the rookies, and we're going to really see who's going to be who's who's going to come out on top. Jalen Johnson's been playing really well, just allowing a fifty percent catch rate, but he has allowed big plays to occur. Right, he's allowing fifteen point seven yards per catch. And Justin Jefferson, we know his skill set; it's that big, explosive playability you know where he gets downfield or he gets those massive yards after the catch so i do like justin jefferson as a boom bust option this week and i think that's really what he what he has been kind of a boom bust option Where yeah. he, he hasn't really had like middling production it's either been like top end like week winning upside or just like a couple points you know where you're really disappointed so uh, i peg him as like a low-end wide receiver too but again with that upside to win you a week um which i don't think happens this week but hey you never know like this kid, this kid's really talented
0: what about R. Smith? He's, he's kind of been up and down on the radar as far as streamable. Um, would you look at him this week?
1: So I think a lot of people are going to be like their perception is going to be skewed, right? Because he's coming off of two touchdowns last week. I think he had two catches for like four yards or something like that. And he put up 40 yeah. points and a half PPR. So like a lot of people are probably if they haven't already, but, you know, they, they probably spent like a waiver claim or fab on him. <laughs> I don't buy it yet, right? I don't think it's consistent enough. Like, if you look at his routes and if you look at his snaps, it's been all over the place this entire season. It's so tough to predict how they're going to utilize him. It's really matchup based that they're, you know, involving him or, or not involving him. And I don't really trust him still as a streaming option. Like, it's too inconsistent again, the usage, even though Chicago's allowing the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Like, it could be Kurt, uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph, you know, like we know, Kyle Rudolph sees the end zone target. So, I don't trust Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph this week. I'd kind of stay away from these guys until we have a, a, a more clear cut, like who's tight in one, who's tight in two, right? Like we know Irv Smith yeah. is better, but we just don't know how he's going to be utilized.
0: We just need Rudolph to move on. That's pretty what we much. Need. <laughs> pretty yeah. Much. We need Irv Smith full blown here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Dalvin cook. Cause obviously you're not benching him. Uh, we got smart people in whisper <laughs> nation. He's, Why? he's the man, he's the myth, but um Chicago, really tough matchup. So what is your expectations for Dalvin Cook in this
1: matchup? Listen, Dalvin Cook, it's I'm expecting an overall RB1 performance again, right? This guy has been an absolute stud, um, not just the last two weeks, but if you haven't been paying attention for the last year and a half, like he's been one of the top three running backs in fantasy, and I think that continues as well. Like I know Chicago's allowed just one game where they've allowed an RB1, and that was to Alvin Kamara. I know they're allowing the seventh lowest EPA per rush play. Um, Minnesota, however, is generating the third most EPA per rush play. So that's a really interesting matchup, right? Uh, Chicago is allowing the 13th fewest adjusted line yards, but Minnesota is creating the first most adjusted line yards. And a really interesting stat that, like, you know, a lot of people didn't believe a couple of weeks ago Chicago was ranked up until last week first amongst all teams in giving up explosive run plays. So yeah, their defense has been solid against a run, but when they do allow big, when they do allow run plays to uh, penetrate the defensive line, they usually go for 15 yards. Um, that's what actually-
0: a terrifying stat. If you're <laughs> going against Dalvin cook this week <laughs> in fantasy football,
1: it is. So I, I do think there is potential here for Dalvin, you know, to rip off another long run. Like we've seen him do consistently over the last two weeks, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did stymie this run game. Uh, I do think the Chicago defense is good enough. But I also think the Minnesota run game and the scheme overall, that Gary Kubiak zone run scheme, I think it's really good. It suits Dalvin Cook really well. And I think it can overcome this defense. Something's got to give, right? Something. Um, on
0: the other on the other side of the ball, the Chicago, yeah, something's got to give with Nick Foles, Doesn't give up on Nick Foles here because he seems to be that lame duck. You know, Nagy probably wants to get rid of him, move on from him. But with the Trubisky injury, he's not able to. And it's really just affecting not only Nick Foles, but this offense overall.
1: Yeah. He's, he's like you said, you said it perfectly. He's a lame duck, right? Like, Nagy wants to put Trubisky back in there because he realizes he made a big mistake thinking that Nick Foles was going to do something. He really hasn't. And it's kind of like, you know, what do you do at this point? You kind of just have to throw him out there and hope for the best. Um, it's concerning. Nick Foles, I mean, from a clean pocket, he ranks 29th in adjusted completion percentage, uh, which is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> like, you'd expect a Super yeah. Bowl winner, to Super Bowl champion to be a little bit better. Um, but that's actually an advantage for Minnesota because they're 30th in pass rush, right? So they can't generate pressure, but they have a guy who's kind of inaccurate even without pressure in his face. So it's an advantage to them. Uh, they can you know, rush four and have an extra guy in the secondary. Um, I think one thing that's... Uh, pretty, you know, stands out on on paper to me is the the efficiency that Nick Foles has with and without play action. So with play action, he generates 7.6 yards per attempt. Without play action, he's generating 5.7 yards per attempt. And the concerning thing is that he's only seen 70 play action dropbacks, which is the 19th lowest. So this offense doesn't utilize play action as much as they should. And I don't think they will this week either. So I think Foles is still going to have a tough time. I think this matchup looks better on paper than it actually will be for Nick Foles. I, I have him as a streamer, but like one of the, one of the last guys to look at as a streaming option.
0: We got to talk about those pass catchers for Nick Foles, but I want to start – start uh, take a detour here with the running backs because Dave Montgomery battling a concussion after last week, and that could mean Ryan Nall, could mean Lamar Miller. Um, how are you seeing this running back situation working out? And, you know, Minnesota, not a bad matchup to have on paper uh, as far as a running back, but we may not even know what the heck's going to go on here.
1: I think you answered your own question right there, Travi. I think it's uh, it's going to be – too confusing to predict, right? You have Lamar Miller, mm-hmm. who's uh, pr- he's projected to be elevated from the practice squad. I think he has been already. I'm not sure. I don't think he has been as of this, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, but it looks like he will be, right? Like, and he hasn't played yeah. a game in almost two years. He's a year removed from his ACL tear. Um, I was looking at, I was looking at information to see if he was elevated. I don't think I saw anything that would indicate, but I do think he will be, right? Like, I do think they need some depth back there, especially with Tariq Cohen out. Um, Cordell Patterson, who's a wide receiver, you know, like they're converting into a running back. And Ryan Nall, who like, you know, very few career snaps. Like, yeah, sure, he got it done last week, but I just don't see them turning and giving everything to Ryan Nall. So I think it's going to be a committee approach this week with Patterson, Nall, and Miller all involved. I think Nall is the most intriguing as a pass-catching option, whereas Cordell Patterson, early downs, sure. Um, And we saw Ryan Nall, you know, four for four, I think, last week. He caught a touchdown as well. So, I mean you could do worse, but I just don't want to start any of these guys. And you know, this matchup isn't even as good as it seems on paper. Like a lot of people are thinking, Oh, we can attack Minnesota in every facet of the game. But Minnesota is actually middle of the pack against running backs, 21.7 total points, which is 14th given up to running backs. They're allowing the third lowest explosive run rate out of the entire league at 7.6%. And they're middle of the pack, when it comes to EPA per rush play, rush play allowed to uh, 15th. So, it's not the best matchup on paper, so I'm just not going to touch it at all.
0: Yeah, I think that's the right call here. And and it and actually makes me think, you know, I was tossing and turning between Chicago's defense or Minnesota's defense as a streamable play this week, and I'm actually going to go with Minnesota. I think Chicago's been so bad. They've allowed so many, you know, or well, recently, so many good finishes against them. And, and I think what you just said there, they're actually pretty good. And I know their secondary's banged up, and we'll talk about that next but I really like Minnesota in this matchup.
1: Yeah. And like, we've seen instances like this, right? Like if you remember last year, Atlanta's defense was terrible. And then like one week they just turned it around. Like they showed up and their defense was suddenly really good for the rest of the season. Like stuff like that happens, right? Like when coaches make a, a scheme change or when they make, you know, when they can scheme up pressure or like, you know, they, they have different ways where they can actually attack quarterbacks or uh, attack the secondary or attack the pass catchers. You know, this could be one of those weeks where we see a turning point for Minnesota to kind of, from a defensive head uh, head coach to, you know, upgrade their defense just, like, overnight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. So let's talk about that secondary because now it looks like Minnesota down to, like, third and fourth string cornerbacks there. Um, and Allen Robinson literally has nine or more targets in all but two games this year. So he's getting the volume regardless of the quarterback.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, like you said, you know, they, they've had to turn to guys like Chris Boyd and Chris Jones. Not the, not the defensive lineman, but Chris Jones – the guy the quarterback <laughs> that was traded uh, from Detroit to Minnesota earlier this year. And he actually played against Detroit last week and he got absolutely torched. Um, so like when you have guys like that in the secondary, like you want to play all these pass catchers, like Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, like a Rob, like you said, like nine targets. That's like his, like basement bottom floor I would 100% auto start right like Minnesota's allowing the second most uh, fantasy points of wide receivers fifth highest explosive pass rate at 10.3% he's going up against Chris Boyd most likely who's allowed he's a seventh rounder number one number two he's allowed an 81.3% catch rate he's allowed 187 yards in just three games 94 of those after the catch 14.4 yards per reception. He's allowed a completion in the last three games of 20 yards, 26 yards, and 38 yards, and he's allowing a 136.2 passer rating. So, like, Allen Robinson should feast. Um, But, again, the quarterback play is really what's concerning.
0: So what about Darnell Mooney? We know we're starting Allen Robinson. Are you you putting in Darnell Mooney, wide receiver three, flex potential here?
1: Yeah. um, Listen, his routes have steadily been increasing over the course of the season. We've seen that. Last week, he ran a season-high 52 routes, and he's going up against Chris Jones, against not the de- again, not the defensive <laughs> lineman, the cornerback, Chris Jones. Uh, again, he played Detroit last week, the team that he was just traded from, and he let up six catches on six targets, which is 100% catch rate, for 65 yards and a touchdown. right like, So if Darnell Mooney sees him, I think he has high-end potential, but again, I'm going to go back to saying he needs an upgrade at the quarterback position to really deliver... On his potential. Um, so he's like a wide receiver three option for me this week.
0: I like that call. Jimmy Graham, uh, we're in 2020. We're still talking about Jimmy Graham as a startable tight end, and he's been, you know, a top eight tight end on the year.
1: This guy will not go away. <laughs> he won't go away. Um, yeah, like, listen, he's a. Uh, He's kind of like an every week start for me, a tight end, right? Because he has two touchdown potential every week. Like he gets targeted. Nick Foles and him are like best buds. They hit the bar after, after work, you know? Um,
0: Maybe they hit the bar during work based on uh, you, the play we're getting out of uh, Nick Foles.
1: That's true too. Exactly. Right. <laughs> But, no, listen, Jimmy Graham's the overall tight end six, tight end 10 in points per game, so he's been a little bit inconsistent. But he's averaging six targets a game, five touchdowns in nine games. Like, you got those guys out there. Like, who else are you going to stream over him, you know? Like, you're not going to put Irv Smith over Jimmy Graham. You're not going to put uh, Eric Ebron over Jimmy Graham. Like, you're starting Jimmy Graham.
0: Well, that's it for us, Whisper Nation. We've gone, gone through this Chicago-Minnesota Monday night football matchup. If you like what you saw, you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe hit that like button and let us know what you think in the comments below for Summy the Sultan of Stats you can find him over at Twitter uh, or on Twitter at summy s m s a m i t f w man watch this ending uh, and I'm Big Travy we are the Fantasy Whispers we're out peace peace thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast you can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.